So good to have you in church this morning. And this is a good place to be. God's presence is here. You're here. And I love the, the testimony we just heard from Lisa. In fact, this morning as I woke up, I felt the Holy Spirit say, it's going to be laughable what I'm going to do in the next season of your life. And he took me quickly to Sarah in the Bible. Abraham and Sarah were in their old age, and God came and spoke to them that they're going to have a baby. They're going to have descendants. And Sarah heard that, and what did she do? She laughed. And in fact, God said, did you laugh? And she said, no, 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 I didn't, no, I didn't. But she did laugh because it was just totally out there. And I really believe that the Holy Spirit is going to do something powerful in our midst. And if you were to hear it today, you'd laugh about it. You'd go, that's a good one, that's a good one. Could that really happen? But how many, how many know we serve a sovereign God when nothing is too difficult for Him? And when we put our trust in Him, He never disappoints. He never fails us. He never lets us down. I really believe we're going to look back on even moments like this and just go, God, You're so good. You're so good. Come on, for how many has God already been good to them? You know, you think about where you come from and where you are right now. Can we just for a moment or two lift our hands right across this room? Because more than anything, we want to encounter Him and encounter His presence today. More than just a bunch of words, this is not going to be just a motivational message. This is going to be a life-giving message. It's going to bring freedom to hearts. It's going to empower people to walk in the fullness of what God's purpose and call for their lives, uh, the call for their lives. Lord, we thank You for Your presence in this place. Lord, we say we, we want You and we need You today. Come and fill our lives. Fill us with your power. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, come on, everybody said, amen. Come on, from the back to the front. Let's give God a huge clap of praise. That's good. Good stuff, team. How's Ben Jr. going along on there? Ben Jr., is it going to be Ben Jr.? I'm not sure. Look at an incredible group here. Come on, give them another hand. They did a great job this morning. You may take your seat. May take your seat. I'm starting a series called Spirit-Led. Spirit-Led. That's why I believe God's going to minister through this series. Do you know in the Bible, over 800 times, it talks about the Spirit of God. The, the Spirit of God. You know, in fact, uh, it was Robert Morris who said this week, uh, we're not human beings having a, a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. How many know our spirits live forever when they're connected to Jesus? And uh, we're spirit more than anything else. So many people look at some people and say, oh, well, they're really spiritual. But what they don't understand is each and every one of us are tripart beings. We're body, we're soul, and we are spirits. You have a spirit living on the inside of you. And here's the good news. If it's connected to Jesus, it's alive. It's living. It's powerful. You have the spirit of God on the inside of you. In fact, the spirit of God was mentioned in the second verse of chapter one in the book of Genesis. And it says, the earth was without form 
and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God. Somebody say that. The Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. Come on, we need to say that out loud this morning. The Spirit of God. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the earth. I I really believe right now with His emptiness, with His void in your life, the Spirit of God is hovering over that situation. And He wants to bring His creative power to bring about a miracle in Jesus' name. You know, the word here for Spirit is the word ruach. Ruach. Somebody say ruach. Ruach, and it simply means a wind or the breath of God, a violent exhortation. And that's what what I mean. Ruach's that word. In in the New Testament, it's pneuma, which means, again, a wind or a current of air. It's It's a blast of breath. Thank goodness it's not bad breath. It's a blast of good breath. It's the Spirit of God that breathes life into us. You know, in the Old Testament, we see the Spirit of God moving time and time again. And what God would do is He would come down and He would come upon people at certain times, but then there was times also He would leave. We saw it with Saul in the Bible. He knew the Spirit of God would come upon him, but there was a time because of his disobedience, the Spirit of God departed from him. In fact, David, he knew the Spirit of God on him, but as he made a mistake with Bathsheba. It said, you know, the Spirit departed, and he says, he, he cried out to, to God, he says, God, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Yeah, wow. he, he valued the Spirit of God. You know, and we see that, you know, the, the Holy Spirit came upon people, and there are moments in time where God worked miracles. But in the New Testament, it's different because it's not just that the Holy Spirit comes in a moment. Don't get me wrong, there's times where he does, but, but the whole new covenant is about the Spirit not just coming upon us, but the Spirit of God living in us. He lives in us today. It's good news today that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives where it lives within us and gives life to our mortal bodies. See, uh, God doesn't want to just come in a moment. Uh, we serve a God who never leaves us or forsakes us. I, I love that. You know, I can leave this building. Uh, you can depart and you can be at a physical distance, but God says, hey, I'm not just going to be physically distant, but I'm not going to forsake you. To forsake means to be emotionally distant. How many know you can be living in the same house with people and you can be physically close, but emotionally far apart? I love the fact that we serve a God who promises us that He's not going to be physically distanced, but He's not also going to be emotionally distanced. Come on, God wants to be involved in every aspect of our life. Everything that we're going through, God wants in on. And I love the fact that we have the Spirit who enables us to live a supernatural life. Come on, we're a church that believes in a supernatural God. We believe that God gave the gift of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost to empower us, to give us spiritual gifts. That's what the Spirit of God does. He gives us spiritual gifts to live supernatural lives. Come on, I I quickly want you to turn to your name and say, you're called to live a supernatural life. 
Not an ordinary life, not a mediocre life, not an average life. Come on, we're people of God. We're called to live what? We're called to live a supernatural life. God's given us gifts of the Spirit, spiritual gifts, but He's also given us fruit of the Spirit. That's a love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. That's what the Spirit of God gives us. And those things become a fruit of our lives. Uh, today, many people are living spirit-less lives. There's no spirit in them. But God wants us to live spirit-filled, spirit-powered lives. It's, it's the Father, it's the Son, and the so often the Holy Spirit gets neglected in a lot of places. It's not just the Father and the Son. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, growing up in church, when I first heard of the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, <laughs> as they used to call it in the 80s, the Holy Ghost, used to freak me out a little bit. You know, it's like, what's the Holy Ghost? You know, you, you see ghosts, you hear about ghosts, and what's this Holy Ghost? You know, and it's like, well, I heard about God the Father. I can comprehend that. You know, Jesus the Son, yeah, can comprehend that. But what's this, what's this Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost business? And I had to learn about the third person of the Trinity. See, see a, lot, a lot of people over the years have used Holy Spirit language to, 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 and they've used it uh, and associated with that is a whole lot of weirdness. Uh, it's, it's like people get weird. The Holy Spirit, in some quarters, it's like people stand at a distance because, you know, I don't know if I want part of that because those people are weird. Uh, they're weird. And, and weirdness gets blamed, sadly, on the Holy Spirit. You know, I'm not talking about unusual. Because in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit did unusual miracles. So I'm not talking about unusual. I'm talking about, you know, sometimes it's just like, oh, well, that's weird. I don't know if I, I want to be that because they're weird. And if that's attached to the Holy Spirit, you know. No, how many know God's called us to be supernatural and naturally super? <laughs> come on, come on. We're called. And, and, and God wants to do unusual things, things that we laugh at. Things that, things that we go, oh, wow, that, that's incredible. But because a lot of weirdness has gone down in the name of the Holy Spirit, people have stayed clear of it and, and have foregone what is critical to living the Christian life. Yeah, there's been an overemphasis in some places that's led to weirdness. It's like people praying about every single matter of their life. Oh, the Holy Spirit didn't tell me to do that. You know, it's like, oh, the Holy Spirit didn't want me to come to church this morning. Well, that's not the Holy Spirit. You know, just saying that, you know, the Holy Spirit speaks in line with the Word of God. And when it comes to the Word of God, He says, don't, don't forsake the meeting together as some other in the habit of doing. You know, the Holy Spirit doesn't speak contrary to, to, to His Word. And, and so there's been an overemphasis in some places that's lead to weirdness. But, but the bigger problem I want to say today is there's been an underemphasis of the Holy Spirit's role in our everyday lives. You know, many people today talk about the Father, the Son, but they're not talking about the work of the Holy Spirit. And, and we need to get a biblical understanding of the Holy Spirit's role in our everyday life. 
Now, now, here's some of the words of Jesus. We're going to go in the Bible. If you've got your Bible, let's go to John 14. John 14, you're all awake this morning. Just slap your neighbour and say, wake up. If you're sitting next to a South African, give them a double slap. Nah, we love you, South Africa. It's like, congratulations. Here we go, John chapter 14, verse 16. It says... And I'll pray the, uh, pray the Father, and He'll give you another helper, and He may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. So the world cannot receive this, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. I know, I know all this side can say because you can read the verse. Sorry for all the people uh, sitting on my right hand side. I know you know the Word of God well enough that you don't even need it on screen. <laughs> and you bought your Bible. Okay. Where does the Holy Spirit live? He lives where? Come, come where is He today? He's in us. You know, He won't just dwell with us. He'll dwell in us. The, the Holy Spirit is not a it. Uh, the Holy Spirit is a person. He's the third person of the Trinity. Now, do you know, well, we know he's a person because you can grieve the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Spirit of God has emotions. Uh, the Bible says the Holy Spirit loves us. You know, here Jesus says, I'm going to go away, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to send a helper. And this helper is going to empower you. Now, now this word helper, uh, the Greek word is parakletos. And para simply means to come alongside. That's where that word, and, and, and kletos comes from the Greek word, which means called. So, so, so the Holy Spirit's role is to come alongside us. He's called to come alongside us so that we can live this God life out. Parakletos, you know, it means an intercessor, a counselor, an advocate, a comforter, a helper. Come on, how many need some of those things? I challenge to say we all need at times somebody who intercedes for us, somebody who counsels us, counsels us, somebody who advocates on our behalf, a comforter, a helper. I don't know about you, but in my life I need a helper all the time. And, and sometimes I can't rely just on my wife to be my helper. You know, what I've found in relationships today, sometimes we're looking to other people to do what only God can do. Only the Spirit of God can do. See, when you're not connected to God, the danger in life is you end up putting God-type pressure on human relationships. Uh, see, uh, uh, the goal of a, re- a relationship, if you know Jesus, is not how close can you get to that person. You know, so many people evaluate their relationships and go, man, I'm tight with that person. I'm down with that person. We're really connected. We're friends. And we go, yeah, that's how we evaluate that relationship. But as a believer, we need to evaluate things on a different basis, our relationships, namely. And we need to look at our relationships as not how close we can get to a person, but how close can we get that person to Jesus? Because how many know they can't fulfill their destiny unless they're connected to Jesus? How many know, if Kathy's connected to Jesus, my job as a husband is going to be a whole lot easier. 
And so my role as a husband is to try and get her connected to Jesus because Jesus is the one who can meet her needs more than I can. Don't get me wrong, I've got to do my part. But without Jesus, we, we put God-type pressure on human relationships. And we get disappointed. You know, but when it comes to parenting, what's your role as a parent? Your role is to get your children in a place where they're connected with Jesus. Because how many know you can't be with them 24-7? You can't be with them in the school playground. But the Holy Spirit can. And the Holy Spirit can come alongside them and counsel them and strengthen them. Come on, what parent wouldn't want that for their kid? It's not just how close you are. See, when we evaluate relationships based on how close we are to a person, it's all about what that person can do for me rather than serving them. And the best way that we can serve one another is by drawing people into a closer relationship with Jesus. And that means for you and I, learning what it is to walk with the Holy Spirit. Learning to walk with the Holy Spirit. You know, if I had a choice between Jesus and the flesh and the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, you know, a lot of times I'll go, oh, man, I'll take Jesus in the flesh. That'd be pretty awesome, man. Have Jesus around you. It's like, well, you have a headache? Boom. God, praise Yeah, gone. You know, dog gets run over. Jesus resurrects the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Like that. Not enough food. It's like God multiplied the subway right now. In Jesus' name, feed a multitude. Jesus, but, but here, Jesus says that there's something better than him being physically present with us. He's given us something better. Let's look at John 16. John 16, verse 7. Everybody cast your eyes to this side. Here we go. John 16, verse 7. It says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. Some of you go, man, I love Jesus right here, right now. Here Jesus is saying, he's saying, I'm telling you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. That the helper, if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. It's to our advantage. Here's the deal. The Holy Spirit will never leave you. Why? Because he's, he's in you. So, so what does the Holy Spirit do? And this is what I want to show you. Uh, the Holy Spirit empowers you to live a supernatural life. The Holy Spirit gives you spiritual gifts. They are fruit of the Spirit that you can't get unless you're connected to Him, unless you recognize His power. I'm concerned today that, that we believe in Jesus, but we look no different from the rest of the world. And, and we're still bound and, bound and imprisoned with a lot of the things people are bound by who don't know Jesus. And, and who are not walking with the Spirit. You know, so many Christians, it's like their prayer lives are flat. I want to say, if you want life in your devotion, allow the Spirit of God to come into your daily devotions. Get the Spirit of God in that place. You know, if you're struggling, if you're gripped with fear, if you're worried about the future, allow the Spirit of God to come into those situations and circumstances. See, see, a lot of people today, they believe in Jesus, but they have no power. No real power. And it's the Spirit of God that gives us power. 
There's many people, yeah, believe in Jesus, but they're living a spiritless life. And God wants you to live a spirit-empowered, a spirit-filled, a spirit-led life in Jesus' name. Now, uh, why, why is it that people live spiritless? Spiritless. It, number one, just quickly, this is the reason why people live spiritless. Is Number one, is some people aren't even aware of the Holy Spirit. So, some would have never heard of Him. Been not, they're not sure what He does. You know, well, he's part of the Trinity, but what's His role? I love Acts chapter 19 because here Paul comes to a group of Christians in Acts 19 verse 1 it says, and it happened while Apollos was at Corinth and Paul having passed through the upper regions came to Ephesus and finding some disciples, he said to them. So these were disciples who already believed in Jesus. Now having found them, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Did you re- so, so what's he doing? He's differentiating between believing in Jesus and receiving the Holy Spirit. So some people today think they're one and the same. When, when I got Jesus, I got the Spirit. No, no, you can believe in Jesus and still not have received the Spirit. And he distinguishes here because he says, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they, so to, they said to him, uh, we have not we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. In other words, there was a whole world that they didn't know about. And they're going, what, you mean there's a Holy Spirit? Now, a lot of people today haven't received the Spirit because they don't know about it. Now, I fly a little bit, and every now and then I get an upgrade, and I don't turn right, I turn left. And it's good to turn left because there's a whole other world that goes on behind those curtains. Uh, that until you've experienced it, you don't know about it. And uh, once you've experienced it, you know, you're back in the, squashed up in those other seats and you're thinking, man, I wish I was over there. Come on, how many know what I'm talking about there? If you've experienced it, you know, you go, man, I want it. Now, a lot of people, when they've never experienced it, you know, they just accept what they have. But, but I believe when the Spirit of God comes, he, he shows you that there's a whole new way of living. You don't have to rely on your own strength. You don't have to rely on human wisdom. Yeah, you don't have to rely on what you can muster up. You know, there's a power that resides within you and it comes directly from God. Isn't that good news today? There's a whole new world and it's out there. But some of us, we even know about it, but we're not accessing it. You know, many of us got mobile phones in our pocket right now, but just because you've got a mobile phone doesn't mean you're using it. Some of you are using it. Get off Instagram. I'm <laughs> just saying, flicking through, this guy's boring. Uh, Holy Spirit, help me. <laughs> yeah, just because you've got something doesn't mean you're using it, doesn't mean you're accessing it. You know, a Holy Spirit is not just for a Sunday meeting. The Holy Spirit is for your daily activities. When you need wisdom from God in your workplace, in your home life, wherever you are. There the Holy Spirit is. And He wants to empower you to live a supernatural life. You know, people all over the world are living without this power. Living without this strength. And they're struggling in a lot of ways unnecessarily. Yeah, but what you're going to see on the other side, there's a power that's available that's greater than you. 
They will direct you. They will counsel you. They will comfort you. They will equip you. They will empower you. So, so many people are living spiritless simply because they're unaware of God's presence. Number two, second reason why people live spiritless is, is, is they resist the Holy Spirit. They resist the Holy Spirit. That could be many in this place today. Uh, the Holy Spirit has prompted you. He's led you. But you've said, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. When you're about to do something wrong, Holy Spirit convicts you. You get this inner voice. Your conscience speaks to you, but you ignore it, and you go ahead, and you push through it, and you do it anyway. You know, to grieve the Holy Spirit is, is to not listen when He says stop, and you end up pushing through and doing it anyway. That's when you grieve the Holy Spirit, when you do what is wrong. But there's many people here who suppress the Holy Spirit. And, the, and, 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 and in the end, the, the Holy Spirit just doesn't speak to us about what not to do. I believe the Holy Spirit gives us instruction on what we are to do. Yeah. And when we suppress the Holy Spirit is when we don't do what is right. Wow. You know, I believe as Christians, we, we need to have a soft heart yeah. where we can hear His voice. Some of us need tough skin. Because our skin's too soft. It's like uh, we go through a trial, we have something happen. It's like, ah, I'm dying. Where are you, God? Uh, we need thick skin, but we need a soft heart. The problem in many places is, is, is people have a hard heart. See, and when you have a hard heart, you'll have soft skin. But, but when you have a soft heart, it means that the circumstances around your life have no power over you because of he who lives on the inside of you. You know, Stephen you know, had to confront a whole lot of people because they, they resisted the Holy Spirit. Could it be in this place today that many of us, we've heard God, but we're resisting Him? You know, Stephen confronts him in Acts chapter 7, verse 51. He says, you stiff-necked, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit, as your fathers did so, so do you. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that even previous generations, they've resisted, and so you've built up a resistance. You know, it's like the, the Word of God can't penetrate your heart, can't move in and speak to you in regards to your situation and circumstances. Yeah, you hear the Word of God, but you hear it for somebody else. Oh man, there'll be a good message for them to listen to. Yeah, you know, they need that. But I found the Holy Spirit speaks to me. And He speaks about my situation and my attitudes and my behavior and, my, and the Holy Spirit. Come on, let's not be a church that resists the Holy Spirit. He said, you always, uh, Stephen said, you always resist the Holy Spirit. You know, could it be the Holy Spirit speaks to us but doesn't move us? And could it be that we've resisted Him for so long that our hearts have been have become hard. How, how, how do you know the Holy Spirit's promptings? Just quickly, how do you know? Well, by nature, you and I are selfish. How many will say that's true? Yeah. Lift up your hand if you, you, you recognize that you, you can be selfish. Yeah. I reckon every hand in this place should be lifted up right now. By nature, in our sinful nature, we are selfish beings. I'm selfish. So here's the deal. If I think of a thought that's gonna bless somebody else, and help others. 
A good thing to do is just to assume it's the Holy Spirit. Because that thought can come from one of three places. It can come from you, but it didn't come from you because we just said, we just admitted, we're selfish. It could come from, from the devil. That's the other place. But how many know the devil doesn't want to bless people, doesn't want to encourage people? So, so to assume it comes from God is a good thing. How, how many ever during the day, you know, just go, oh, I wonder how that person is? Yeah, and you've just wondered, but you've done nothing with it. Or, or you thought to encourage them, but you never got around to it. You know, I wonder if we just all, let, what would happen if we all just listen to those little Holy Spirit promptings during our day? You know, just those, it's a gentle whisper that comes in. In fact, I really believe prophecy is, is one of the learner gifts to hearing the Holy Spirit. Prophecy, broken down in its simplest form, is encouragement. How many be, like being encouraged from time to time? Come on, we all like being encouraged. And I really believe God, uh, God sometimes, he'll, he'll test you with the encouragement of another before He will actually download stuff for you. He, he will say, hey, uh, what will you do with this prompting? You know, that encouragement. Will you actually release it? And give it, and and it's through the encouragement of uh, of another I begin to hear God for myself. I begin to recognize the voice of God. I really believe church should be the most encouraging place on the face of the earth. Come on, we uh, we should encourage put one another in their dreams. We should encourage one another to reach out, to stretch out, to go for it. Come on, God hasn't called you to live a mediocre life. Because some of us need to embrace the stretch. And one thing I've found about being Spirit-led is, is the Spirit will always stretch your soul. Uh, the Spirit will take you to places that your mind will argue against. But if we don't inherit God's promise, we need to walk in the Spirit. We need to be led by the Spirit. Let's not resist the Spirit. How many know, if, if, I, if Kathy comes up to give me a hug, she wants a hug, and I, oh, no, not now. And, and then she keeps on coming up, and I go, no, not now. And I keep resisting her. There's going to come a time where she's no longer going to go in for the hug. And, and it's the same with the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit wants to come and clothe us, empower us. But we're, uh. and then and, and then we wonder why we, we're not feeling it. Uh, we wonder why we're at a distance. Because we've resisted Him too long. Come on, let's not be a people who resist the Holy Spirit. I know God's spoken to some uh, people in this place about stepping up, reaching out, leading the e-group, you know, helping, serving, but you've resisted time. Oh, well, not me, I'm too busy. No, come on. If God's in it, He'll resource you for it if He's called you to. And so many people go, well, they go like, well, if it adds up, it must be God. I found if it's God, it never adds up. It's beyond you. It's beyond what your schedule, what you can fit in. But God empowers us. He anoints us. And He anoints us not to live an ordinary life. Come on, He anoints us to live a supernatural life. Supernatural life. He can comfort you with a peace that goes beyond understanding if you trust in Him. Don't resist Him. Okay, just quickly, finish up here. Quickly, three, three things, the role of the Holy Spirit is, number one, He's there to comfort you. 
He's here at John 14, 16. I, pray that the, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he might abide with you forever. Uh, how many have been through some difficult stuff over recent times? Uh, anybody been through some difficulty? You know, I, I really believe when you've got a big vision, you're always going to face difficulty. Some of us, we don't have difficulty because we've embraced comfort rather than call. A call will always go, push us out beyond. I want to encourage some business people to keep stretching here, to keep going for God. Now, don't, don't just be comfortable. Don't just, just earn a living that makes you comfortable. No, reach out. You're born for kingdom purpose. Embrace the stretch. Come on, couples. You know, I, I want to say, keep on stretching. Keep on reaching out in faith. Keep on believing. You know, and and we're, not born for, we're not born for comforter, but the good news is when we face difficulty, we have a comforter. And, and he comforts us, as I said, with a peace that goes beyond our understanding. And he comes and he goes, man, you don't need to worry. You can cast your cares on me. I, I care for you. you know, and he wants us to look at what he's done in the past and how he's been faithful in the past so, so that we can declare his faithfulness in the future. So often we're freaking out about the future because we've forgotten about the past. But we need to remember the good things that God's done. We, can, we need to remember the miracles He's done in our lives and how He's led us and how He's brought us out of the miry clay and placed our feet on the rock. You know, some of you, you know, you've forgotten where you've come from. And because you've forgotten where you come from, you haven't got faith to pursue the next season that God has for you. But, but just remember, and we've got a Holy Spirit, you know, who comes alongside. And when we step out in faith, He's, he's what? He's our... Our he's our comforter. Number two, second role of the Holy Spirit. If we could have the musicians up. He will counsel you. So he will comfort you. He will counsel you. How many right now have got some big decisions ahead of them? You recognize you've got some big decisions ahead of you. Come on, lift up your hand right now if you've got some big life decisions ahead of you. I find life is a series of crossroads where we need the wisdom of God. You know, the Bible says there's a way that seems right to man and its end is death. The Bible says to be spiritually minded is life and peace, but to be carnally minded is death. To, to just rely on your own mind, it's going to take you down a pathway that ultimately leads to death and separation. But to be spiritually minded, to engage the Holy Spirit is, is life and it's peace. Now, I love the fact that we've got a Holy Spirit who guides us. John 16, verse 13, he says, However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit, He'll give you wisdom. He'll give you direction. He'll give you discernment. He'll give you those things. You know, we've got a secret up here. In fact, Zach here is not singing on this microphone. Isaac has a good voice, but he's not singing. You know, in fact, what he's doing is he's speaking to all the musicians. These guys have in-ear monitors. And, and he's giving them directions, of course. But sometimes those directions aren't clear. They're not as clear. As sometimes they're very clear, but people aren't listening. They're resisting. Just saying. He's saying some stuff right now. 
And I hope he's saying some words that are going to get these guys to back me up a little bit. Yeah, but, but what he's doing is, is he's speaking and, and they've got in-ear monitors. Do you know you and I can live with a permanent in-ear monitor? That as we go through our day, God's instructing us, it's directing us. You know, a lot of people don't see it, don't hear it, but we know it's the Holy Spirit. When we're in that meeting and we don't know what to say, you know, we can trust in Him that He's gonna give us the words to say. That, that He's gonna give us words that are spirit and life, that break open environments. He's our counsellor. You know, how often do we go into situations and circumstances and, and we just have predetermined ideas and we just speak out of those predetermined ideas rather than, Holy Spirit, what would you have? What would you say today? What would you wanna do in this situation? I know just this week, I, I was sitting with, with, with a guy in a cafe and we're talking, talking about his future and, I felt the Holy Spirit say something and it was pretty risky to say, but I, I just said, hey, take this or leave it. But I just felt the Spirit of God will wanna say this to you. I said it out and I was going, well, what's the response gonna be? And here was this grown man in his mid 50s started crying. Cause he said, nobody else could know that. Nobody else, and he was like, and I knew it wasn't my words. I know it's the Spirit of God on those words. And, and it's like, that's it. He, he came back, he's texted me since he goes, those words have revolutionized my life. I've been hanging on to stuff that I've been needing to let go for a long time and I've boxed myself in, but I feel like those words have just lifted the box off my life so I can a dream and I can think about the future. You know, a small conversation. A few words over here has become life-defining over here. Come on, you can know the Holy Spirit if you just tune in, if you put in the in-ear monitor. As you go into a meeting, as you have a coffee, as, you, as you, you walk about in your everyday life, God wants to reveal the secrets of heaven to you so you can unlock the mysteries of God to others. It's all about walking by faith, not by sight. Now, Isaiah 30, verse 21, it says, Your ears shall hear a word behind you, saying, This is the way, walk in it. And whenever you turn to the right hand, or whether, whenever you turn to the left, come on, there's a voice in your ear saying, Go this way. Go this way. You know, as a church, we're on a journey when it comes to facilities. We know we've got an inheritance, but what we're doing is we're just going, God, you direct us. You're gonna counsel us. You're gonna instruct us because we know your promise and your promise is to lead us into a wide open space in Jesus' Name. We're just gonna trust in you. It goes beyond human reason and human rationale, but we know that the Spirit of God is in it in Jesus' Name. So what does the Holy Spirit do? He comforts us. Number two, He counsels us. Number three, He convicts us. John 16 verse 8, it says, And when He has come, He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Some of you right now are being convicted by the Holy Spirit. You're not. Some of you are trying to push it away and think about lunch. You think, how do I get out of this place quickly? But you know the Holy Spirit's that's the Spirit of God. 
You know, there's stuff in your life that you shouldn't be doing, but you're doing and you're trying to push it away. So, so many people go, oh, there's condemnation. Here, here's the difference between condemnation and conviction. We need to learn this. Condemnation is when the enemy comes in and condemns you over stuff that you can't change. Your past, what you did last night. He condemns you over your past. The Holy Spirit comes and He convicts you over what you can change. They can sometimes feel like the same, but you gotta recognize the difference. See, condemnation is over what you can't change. You can't change what you did last night. You can't even change what you did earlier this morning. That's gone, that's, that's down. But you can change your attitude right here and now. You can take a responsibility. So, see, the Holy Spirit convicts you over what you can change. So many people, oh, don't condemn me. No, you can be different if you just decide to engage with the Holy Spirit's power. And you gotta learn the difference because the Holy Spirit comes to convict us of sin. Yeah, you don't need a pastor to do that. You have the Holy Spirit. In fact, one thing I hate, you know, as many people think that the pastor's the policeman. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna arrest you. No, it's like, you know, last thing I wanna build a church on is, is you know, we a whole lot of leaders going around blowing whistles. In the end, do you know what our role? Our role is to get you in touch with the Holy Spirit. And He will do the role. Of that, you know, the way to, to safeguard your kids is you can't be around them, is to get them in charge with, get them in touch, should I say, with the Holy Spirit. If they're crossing borders and boundaries, don't worry. The Holy Spirit will do a work that you can't do. So many parents live in fear about what their kids are going to do. It's simply because, you know, they have to do any, everything and they haven't put their children in touch with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is powerful. Come on, this is awesome. You know, others, right, right in this place, you're being drawn to God right now and you don't know why. You go, I'm not a church person. I'm not a Bible guy. But you feel like you've been drawn to God. There's something in you. What's that? That's the Holy Spirit drawing you and convicting you of your need for God. Who's the person God used most to, to draw you to God? You know, unquestionably, I'd say that that person, more than any human person, is the Holy Spirit. It's just that feeling. It's that leading. It's that prompting. It's that, that whisper in our head. It's that, that, that desire. Some, oh, I need to investigate this. I need to check this out. There's more to this than what I just see with my natural eye. There, there's something in me and I, and I feel it. What's that? That's the Holy Spirit. You know, when you're drawn, you have a choice. You can either surrender to Him or you can fight Him off. Let me warn you, if you fight Him off and you keep fighting Him off, you're in danger of not hearing Him and your hearts will grow hard. Let's be a church right around that's in tune with the Holy Spirit's voice. Come on, how many want to hear His voice? Come on, how many are even hearing His voice this morning? See, I don't want to preach with just human wisdom. Yeah, Sundays are not just here to give you a whole lot of principles. Paul said, I didn't come with persuasive words or human wisdom. 
I don't want that because if I came with those, your faith would be in those things. I came with power and demonstration, the Holy Spirit's power. And I really believe the Holy Spirit's power's in this place. And He wants to reveal who He is to every heart and life in this place so that you can walk 24-7, knowing His comfort, His counsel, and His conviction. How about standing to your feet right across this place? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, you're here. He's here with two or three are gathered in His name. The Bible says He's present in the midst. And for, are we just for a moment, everybody here, just, just acknowledge Him. Because he, he can be in the room, but we can miss Him. And I believe He wants to speak into hearts. One, thing, one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is, is sometimes he's like, he's a recaller. And, and it's like he goes through the files of our mind and he pulls out a file that he wants to speak to. And I just really believe the Holy Spirit is here. And some of you, it's like you've forgotten about stuff that he spoke to you about way back then. But the Holy Spirit's going through the files of your mind and going, hey, I wanna draw your attention to this. I want you to focus on this, you know. For some, it's like He's bringing out situations and circumstances where you just need to bring to Jesus. And you need to ask for His forgiveness that He might cleanse you. That you might no longer walk with that burden or that shame. Come on, the Holy Spirit loves to bring things into the light. He draws us to the light. And when we walk in the light, we have fellowship with one another, the Bible says. And, and God cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Come on, right in this place. Would everybody just join with me for a moment? Just say, Holy Spirit, I acknowledge You. I want You. I need You in my life. Come fill me with Your power. Come fill me right now with Your presence. Come on, from the back to the front. Holy Spirit can meet you.